Hello and welcome to the Triage Method Podcast with me, Gary McGowan, and all, as always, my co-host, Mr. Patrick Farrell. Paddy, how are you this week? I'm positively splendid, Gary, as per usual. Wonderful. I was looking throughout, every time I look through the podcast transcripts these days, they keep calling me Patty, P-A-T-T-Y. Patty. Same in any video, it's always Patty. So I'm thinking I might just start calling you Patrick at the start of each video for so I don't have to edit it. But anyway, um, today we're talking about Strongman. Okay, we're continuing the How to Train series. Uh, so far, we've discussed how to train for health, how to train for building muscle, and how to train for strength and powerlifting. And now what we're going to talk about is something that's very similar to the powerlifting discussion, but with its own nuances. And that is strongman and what you might call, I suppose, functional strength training. Not, not quite CrossFit, but some components of CrossFit because there is a crossover. You do get some strongman that drips into CrossFit or cross-training um and just kind of general more functional strength training so if you if you train in one of the more the more rugged gyms let's say and it's got some atlas stones and um, and axle and different things like that you're going to have access to some of these exercises and it's probably worth knowing some of the training principles yeah and like i always think of it in terms of there's this continuum like crossfit is more i'd say more on the cardiovascular continuum Whereas strongman is more on the strength continuum, you know, in terms of where they fit. But there is actually quite a lot of overlap in terms of some of the training methodologies, some of the thinking behind it. However, the fact that there is less cardio, we'll say, in strongman, that's not to say that there's none, um, and that there's more cardiovascular conditioning in CrossFit, you know, the training obviously differs. There are obviously different exercises that you're required to do or potentially are required to do um and as a result there's more of a focus on certain skill specific stuff right which we'll talk about today in terms of strongman because the actual training you do for strongman isn't that um you know groundbreaking it's not that like oh this is a really hard thing to train for like obviously physically it's hard to train for but i mean like hard to program hard to think about what you should be doing like it's it's pretty well or it's pretty clear in terms of what adaptations you're looking for however there is a large skill component and we talked about this yes or yesterday last day with uh, powerlifting in terms of the skill component of lifting in general right now you can imagine if you have movements that aren't as you know like just up and down like a bench press like you know that's obviously a skillful lift you have to have a lot of skill to do that lift but if you have a movement with a lot of moving parts like even something like you know lifting the stones right there's a lot of moving parts to that there's a specific skill of being able to do that you could be strong enough you could be you know have enough muscle you could weigh enough you could do everything right your cardiovascular system is dialed in but if you don't have the technique if you don't have the skill of being able to do that properly you're never going to be able to exhibit the strength and you know other physical attributes that you have right so that's going to be a huge component of something like strongman training however we do also want to cover today the you know broader discussion of you know, strongman training principles because a lot of people will do some sort of like modified strongman type stuff in the gym you know uh, it, whether it might be something as you know uh you know, s- simple i suppose as like farmers walks like farmers carries or whatever um or it could be very specific to strongman in terms of maybe they're doing something like a viking press or they're doing something like 
log presses like log overhead presses like you know but again it just depends on what exactly we're talking about which unfortunately with all these discussions of like how to train for you know these are general discussions you know if you came to me and you had like very specific clearly delineated goals much easier to program for whereas what we're trying to do here is give you these like broad broad strokes here's the bullet points absolutely and i think like as a trainer in particular if you're a trainer listening to this what you really need is a, a solid knowledge of foundational principles and then the ability to apply that to different clients so that if you have your first client who has strong men training goals let's say that you can actually start somewhere you know you could still get mentoring for someone who has more experience um, but you still have somewhere to start because you've got knowledge of the foundational principles. Uh, that's probably one of the things that, tra that trainers struggle with most is taking on clients who have goals that they don't have much experience with. If you've solid grasp of the foundations, it's actually really easy to coach a broad range of clients and you'll still get better with time coaching specific goals, obviously, but it gives you a basis on which you can supplement your initial foundations. So that's really important. Now, obviously it's in the name strongman. There's a big role here for strength. There's a big role here for having more muscle, a big role here for resistance training generally. And you will have to do quite a bit of strength-specific work if you want to do well in strongman and this type of training. But there are some events sometimes, and this varies by local, regional, national competition, et cetera, where you will have to do higher rep sets. You know, there's even times when they'll do like, let's say a car deadlift and it's as many reps in a minute, for example, and you might be doing 15 to 20 reps, potentially you need to train for that. But one of the things that's going to confer decent ability overall is having a high level of maximal strength. So we do need to be getting exposure to that one to five rep range, relatively close to failure, probably two to three reps in reserve most of the time. Um, we do need to get exposure to that fairly regularly. And it's going to be very similar in that sense to what we said as it relates to powerlifting, where if you're training in this lower rep zone, you're going to be training closer to maximal strength, and thus you're going to get more specific adaptations to maximal strength. However, when it comes to strongman, it's a bit different in that when we come close to competition, we're not necessarily trying to do loads and loads of singles and that's it, or loads and loads of triples because we're trying to be specific to one rep max. Because that, as I said, that mightn't be what you're training for. So you might actually have to do, even right up to competition, sets of five, sets of 10, maybe even more, because we're trying to express strength across a, a broader range of intensity zones. And that goes right back to what we said at the start of the last strength podcast, where we said that strength is task-specific force production. It's not just maximal strength. It doesn't have to be defined solely in terms of one rep max. And a test of strength in terms of how many times you lift something in a minute and you might get 15, 20 reps, that's still strength. It's just over a different intensity zone. So as you begin to think about strength and strongman, there is a strong role here for that lower, those lower rep zones, similar to powerlifting, but we have to broaden our definition of strength to encompass some of the higher rep activities. And thus we start to enter into strength and then strength endurance and somewhere along that spectrum. So I think that's one of the key differences here. Yeah, and it's really important to understand because like a lot of strongmen get into strongmen because they like this kind of like strength stuff. They like being able to like just be strong, you know? So they obviously naturally gravitate towards 
oh, well, I'm going to express my strength. I want to do like a triple. I want to do a double. I want to do a single, you know, like they, they want to really push that kind of maximal strength and it definitely has carryover, but you have to actually train the carryover as well. You know, like you can't just get stronger in the one to three rep max range, you know, and hope that it fully carries over. Because if that was the case, then powerlifters would, you know, absolutely crush at strongman. And that's not generally always the case, you know, like obviously again, there's carryover, but if you've never done a 20 rep set, you know, you're going to be dead after like five reps, you know, if you're doing a heavy like deadlift or something and you've never done a 20 rep set or more, or try to do that for whatever 60 seconds or whatever it is, you know, like you are going to be in bits, you're going to be halfway through, you're smoked, can't go on, right? So you have to train those specific attributes. But the, the the difficulty in thinking about this more broadly is that, you know, if you wanted, if someone said like, oh, like, you know, I don't know, how, what's the best way to uh, bench 100 kilos 50 times? You know, like you want to do a 50 rep max, you want your 50 rep max to be a 100 kilo bench, right? Which is obviously, you know, great this is something that might apply to something like the, the NFL combine or something where you're like, here's your 100 kilo bench press rep max, right? Um, like, what's the best way to get better at that? Well, it's probably to get your bench press max to 200 kilos <laughs> because if you're doing 50%, like, this feels like a fucking lightweight. Like, take whatever your one rep max is on whatever lift that you currently do and then do 50% of it, you know? Like, it's going to feel very light and you're going to be able to do more reps. So it makes sense that getting stronger makes, like just getting stronger in an absolute sense makes your uh, rep endurance go up because at any given weight, because they're just simply a lower percentage of your overall strength ability, right? However, you still need to train that specifically. You still need to go, okay, well, there's a technique to this. There's a skill to being able to do whatever, a minute of bench pressing, you know, uh, there's a skill of like the bre- the breathing, the pacing, the like uh, understanding of your body positioning across the whole minute. Like you could be really great at staying tight, bracing, doing all that kind of stuff for a one rep max. But as soon as it gets into multiple reps, you're all over the place. And you see this all the time with something like, you know, uh, squatting or deadlifting because, you have to stay braced while being able to breathe, you know, which is a little bit different than doing like a single, double or triple or whatever, right? Whereas if you're doing a, a minute of deadlifts and you just hold your breath the whole time, like you do that Valsalva maneuver, like you're going to pass out. <laughs> you're going to be absolutely gassed if you don't pass out. And it's just going to be an, an, a non-enjoyable experience, right? So you have to learn that skill of, okay, well, how do I breathe? How do, like, when do I take the breath? Do I do three reps and then take a breath? Do I do two? Do I breathe in between every single rep? Like, how do I stay braced? Like, there's a a very specific skill to it, right? And that's just from the, like, lifting exercises. If you're doing something that's very sports specific, like, again, you know, Atlas stones or whatever it is, you know, whatever the specific event is, like, you have to learn the skill of that. You have to know when to breathe. You know, if you're, I don't know, carrying a, whatever the fuck they're called, those big fucking shield-like things. You know, if you're carrying one of those and you're just like, okay, well, I don't know how far out I should be stepping, how, like, I can step further out if I'm, you know, fresh, but if I'm fatigued, like, maybe I want to take smaller steps, you know? Same with, uh, you know, any of those farmers carries, farmers walks, um, where 
do you want to take smaller steps? Do you want to take bigger steps? Do you like to explode out the gate and then get into a good rhythm? Like there's all these very skill specific things, which yes, it is like, yes, if you're stronger, they're just going to become easier, you know, because it's a lower percentage, but that doesn't negate the fact that you still have to practice at that percentage. And this is something that a lot of people really make a mistake with, especially when it comes to like strongman or something, because again, like people going into it, you just want, you want to be going heavy. You want to be going hard, but you have to remember that you still need to train in those kind of lighter intensities, those lower intensities to actually develop that skill. Like if you're going to be doing like, I don't know, again, Atlas stones, whatever it is, right. You don't always need to go to your max uh, Atlas stone. Like you can still work on the skill of it. You can still work on your technique. You can still work on your breathing. You can still work on, you know, the muscular um, physiological adaptations by using a lighter weight, you know, it's just maybe not as fun. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that kind of brings us to a, a broader point again, that applies to strongman where, so we, we've said you need to train in a broad uh, range of intensities, but you also need to train quite a broad exercise selection. And this is a challenging thing, but it's also a good thing. It's challenging because you, like if you're, let's say a year out from your next strongman competition, you might know exactly what events are going to be at that competition. Okay. So you might know in advance, so you need to train to train a broad range of qualities and, you know, the event you do after might be a little bit different again. So, and this is especially true if you're applying, trying to apply this to CrossFit because very often it's, it's totally unpredictable in advance. And um, so if you're in that type of situation, what you want is a broad range of strength qualities where you're strong in lots of different muscles, lots of different movements, lots of different range of motion, ranges of motion, which, as I said, is very challenging. But the good thing about that is that it means there's actually quite a bit of crossover when you're comprehensive. So, for example, if you have a block where you, you haven't trained Atlas stones for a while, but you've been doing loads of squatting, you've been doing loads of rows, loads of deadlifts, you'll still have a lot of your strength. You know, similar, you might not be doing much log presses, but you've done lots of dumbbell presses, kettlebell presses, military presses. You'll still have a lot of that strength that carries over quite easily it just requires a couple of specific changes. And this is why you obviously see if a powerlifter, you know, changes over to strongman, they'll have some difficulty with some events, but they'll have a lot of advantages because of their previous training. So if you're comprehensive in your training and you're prepared for most events, then that's going to be your general base for the long term. So everyone's going to have some sort of squat, squat, some sort of deadlift or hip hinge. You need to be strong on an overhead press. The Bench press is probably less emphasized in strongman, but the, it's still important to have that strength. Even like something as simple as if you've got a super strong chest, it's going to give you a greater crushing strength to keep a hold of the Atlas stone. You know, all these little things that begin to add up. Um, you basically want lots of muscle all over your body, lots of strength all over, your all over your body, and experience then in training in different ranges of motion. And going back to the Atlas stone example again, if you've only ever trained deadlifts, and you've trained them with conventional plates, conventional technique. You've tried to keep your back super straight all the time. Now you try to do an atlas stone. You have to squat down lower, you know, to get a proper grip of that. You have to bend your back. You have to round your back. That's more efficient. And if you haven't been exposed to that before, it's going to feel really strange. It's going to be, uh, it's going to feel like maybe, oh, is this going to injure me? And if you had never done it and you try to lift a super heavy weight, maybe it would injure you because it's a totally novel exposure. However, if you're training this more consistently, you develop your strength in those movement patterns, in those ranges of motion, in those joint positions, 
And it's just like anything else, you can build up tolerance to that. So initially you might find that if you're trans transferring over from a deadlift um, where you're being super straight with your back to something like an Atlas stone where you're initially starting more flex and then you extend at the top, you might find that your lower back is actually much sorer than normal after training because this is a novel stimulus. But again, over time you adapt to that. And that's one of the beautiful things that strongman will expose you to is this broad range of movements, broad range of strength qualities, and it'll teach you that your body has the potential to adapt to far more than just these few conventional lifts. Yeah, which we'll talk about it in a second again, but it brings up the point of like you need to be strong all over. You need to just have muscle all over. It's very like shotgun, like you could any anything could be thrown your way, right? So you just need to be very generalizably strong, right? And a lot of people will train just in the gym that just generally get themselves stronger right but going back to our previous discussion as well in terms of the skill specific stuff like there comes a point where you still need to train the actual events i know back in the day like you know strong men would have trained like basically just gym work and you know it would be relatively specific gym work but it wouldn't necessarily involve the events right and that could be because of and like people still do it to this day and that could be because of like logistics you know your gym might not have all the strongman gear or you know whatever right and um, whereas there might be a gym you know an hour down the road two hours down the road whatever that you could go to maybe once per week and practice the events right so there is a kind of continuum here with you know never practicing the events practicing the events like once per week and then really fully integrating the events into your training every day right and there's no actual like perfect answer i would say probably if you never practice the events like that's probably a less than optimal uh way to go about things but that's not to say that you need to go completely the other way and practice the events every single day because the events themselves especially if you are actually you know trying to be somewhat competitive with it you're trying to use heavier weights you're trying to do whatever like they beat you up quite a bit you know and it's not necessarily even just in terms of like muscular stuff it's you know ligaments tendons you know whatever else you know and also just your body in general like if you're carrying something like your forearms are going to get bruised up you know like there's all these little things that you don't necessarily think of but they are part of the adaptation process right so there is this kind of continuum in terms of you need to practice the the events but that doesn't mean that it has to be every single session but anyway we'll, we'll come back to that the discussion overall because right now if we're saying we need to be strong what are we thinking like how do we set up our training gary right are we doing like three rep maxes every day we go into the gym like what's the story yeah so no we're, we're not going to be doing that <laughs> what we're going to do broad, broadly speaking is we're going to have some exposure to that one to five rep range okay so what i would do if i was training for strongman is i would start my workout with one to five rep or a one to five rep set um or multiple sets i should say in that two to three reps reserve range and I would have some sort of squat, some sort of hip hinge, or some sort of overhead press. I'd probably keep those as my core movements, start my workouts out like that. And then as I move through the workout, I'll move towards more of the higher rep stuff. So for example, the next exercise you might do might be, let's say we're doing today, we're doing a heavy squat variation. First exercise, three to five reps. Second exercise, then we might do maybe eight to 12 reps of like log overhead pressing, for example. Um, so that's the this is where you're getting volume exposure to that lift for higher reps. You're focused on hypertrophy and you're focused on that strength endurance. You'll still have another day then where you're doing your pressing where you'll focus more on the strength quality. So depending on the nature of the event, is it going to be a maximal lift? Is it going to be a sub-maximal lift for reps for time, for example? We're trying to fit it all in. 
Okay. And then as you move through the workout, what you're going to do is you're going to encompass um, maybe some of the more aerobically challenging events. So um, it's kind of a mix of aerobic and strength, but maybe something like a farmer's walk where you have to do, I don't know, 200 meters. You like put that towards the end of the workout as more of a, an aerobic challenge. Um, and then you might include things like uh, specific strengthening, specific prehab or rehab work that you have to, that you have to do. For example, it might be that you haven't done your uh, Atlas stones in a while. So you want to build up some more lower back and core strength. So you might do core strengthening work. You might do uh, Jefferson curls to get used to the uh, flex, flex spinal position on the lower back uh, and so on. So that's kind of like the broad framework I would use is I'd start with the strength. I'd move towards hypertrophy and strength endurance work. And then I'd move towards the high end of strength endurance slash slash aerobic work towards the end along with the prehab and rehab. And I think that's like a good broad framework. And then that would change at multiple times throughout the year. So if you're coming up towards an event, let's say, and you now know the nature of the event, you can start to train in a more specific manner. So for example, if you have like uh, two different movements you need to do in a row or something like that, which is sometimes featured, that might be something that you train more. Or if you know the distances, you know the rep ranges, you know the timings, now you can start to get more and more specific. So as an example, let's say we did the, the deadlift example, you've been told that your comp at your competition, you have to do an AMRAP in one minute, as many reps as possible at a certain weight in one minute of time. And you've previously only been doing one to five rep deadlifts. What you might do is you might start including maybe one set where you do a 30 second AMRAP um, in your workout, or you might try to do sets of uh, 10 to 15, assuming that you'll get at least that in a minute and so on. Okay. So you're basically moving more and more towards event specific challenges while appreciating that you don't need to be doing that all the time. Your base is still like that broad framework of your strength, strength, endurance, hypertrophy, aerobic and prehab slash rehab. And then you move towards event specific over time. That sound like a decent framework. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And like, again, it, it depends on your specific needs. Like if you find like your endurance is just fucking next level, mm -hmm. like you just never have a problem with that. Like you probably need to train it less. Like obviously, you know, you can train the stuff that you're good at and try to get even better. But, you know, the, the magnitude of improvement is probably lower. Whereas if you're like, right, my strength, my actual like, you know, maximal strength isn't where i want it to be then you probably need to dedicate more time to that right so you do need to be somewhat specific in terms of what's going on with your body but again general shotgun approach here you know you could do something like okay well i'm going to go in and i know a lot of uh strong men do like something like a, a kind of like a wender 531 kind of approach mm -hmm. where they cycle intensities throughout a month whatever um but they'll often do it with like more specific exercises so maybe rather than a, a, a like a back squat they might do something like a front squat which just has a lot more carry over to something like again like atlas stones or you know just you know movements that strong men are more likely to be doing right um, and they might use something like a, a high handle uh, trap bar deadlift for their deadlift variation rather than a deadlift from the floor or you know if they have like wagon wheel fucking deadlift plates or whatever right they they might make it a slight bit more specific they might use something like a an incline bench press rather than uh, a bench press for their you know on their upper body pressing days or their upper body days i should say um, and they might then obviously use something like an overhead press but they might just use a log press like lots of gyms these days have some sort of log press you know type uh, implement and it might not be very specific to strongman but you know if they need to be overhead strong 
it can help, right? Um, so that's, uh, I know a lot of people do like that kind of approach. They'll do that kind of five, three, one, but then they'll do like a, a kind of back offset. So they, we've talked about it before, that kind of like top set back offset approach. A lot of strongmen, again, they kind of like that approach just to build this kind of generalizable strength. So they'll do their like five, three, one set, you know, and they'll do whatever uh, a five rep max. That is, yeah, it's not actually a max. I shouldn't say they'll do a set of five. Uh, that is like two to three reps in reserve. Then next week they'll do a set of three. And the next week they'll do a set of one all with like two to three reps in reserve, but then their back offset, they'll just pick a percentage that makes sense for what they want to do. If it's like you know 20% or 20%, if they want to do like a, um, something that lasts like 60 seconds, or maybe they want to get like 20 reps or whatever it is. So I'd be like, right, I'm just going to choose like 60% of whatever I did for that main yeah, all, all out set, that heavier set. I'll go, okay, I'm just going to choose 60% of that. And I'm just going to do like an AMRAP, you know, I'm going to see how many reps I get. And that can be quite effective. Generally, again, we need to just delineate, are we training or are we testing? So that set doesn't need to be all out failure like you're still getting good adaptations again if it is one like let's just say it's like you you know competition time coming up you're like i have to do you know an amrap 60 seconds deadlift from the floor or you know car deadlift or whatever fuck it is right you're just you're you you, you know the event and it's something similar to that right like that doesn't mean that every single training session you do has to be your absolute best max attempt at that that you're trying to beat every single week going i'm trying to get an extra rep or i'm trying to try to do it faster or whatever like you can do this sub maximally and just really build up that kind of pacing the understanding of like okay well actually for this many sets i know that you know my grip is going to be something that is fatiguing or you know, whatever it is like you you can still develop a better understanding of that movement you can still develop a lot of adaptations without having to train to the absolute max that's not to say that you never train to the max um, but we do have to be aware of recovery. You know, you can't just train incredibly hard, incredibly heavy to failure every single day, especially if you're doing certain movements that, you know, strongmen are being exposed to, which put them in like stretch positions or, you know, rounded over spinal positions or whatever. Like you just need to be a bit more aware of your overall recovery because the body just gets beat up. Right. Um, so I just wanted to say that. Absolutely. Um, and I think like something that does become important here on top of the, the overall programming framework is when you do what you do. Okay. So I've, I've talked a little bit about, you know, the, the specialization as you come up towards a competition already. Okay. So that's, that's kind of covered, but the thing that's, that does become quite important, especially in strongman where like just absolute strength lifting as much as possible and being able to do it multiple times becomes important gaining muscle over time and gaining weight is something that you probably want to do. Okay. If you want to obviously do as well as you can in strongman, just look at the world's strongest man competitions. You know, they're, it's not the shredded aesthetic beach physique you're looking at. Okay. You need to gain muscle. You need Marius to gain would, uh... <laughs> Yeah, fair. Um, so most people are going to need to gain quite a bit of weight. Um, if they want to like do their absolute best. So the question is, when do you do that? When do you try to bulk up? When do you try to focus on muscle mass and hypertrophy? And the best time to do that is obviously further from um, competition where you spend more time doing more overall volume. You're going to do more kind of, I suppose, conventional bodybuilding work where you're able to focus on building muscle without all the fatigue that comes from it. So for example, if you were saying, right, I want to layer on as much muscle as possible, 
it wouldn't be very efficient to just do like five sets of 12 uh, atlas stone lifts okay that's probably not the best way of going about things you want to think about what are the bodybuilders doing what the what bodybuilders look for is maximum muscle stimulus with the least uh, fatigue coming from that okay um so they don't want joint stress they want to be able to accumulate volumes they build muscle without the joint stress so this is a good time to actually take lessons from bodybuilders it's still a supplement to your overall strongman training like you still want that to be a cornerstone of what you're doing but i would prioritize more conventional hypertrophy work as part of a block like that and obviously then that's coupled with a uh, caloric surplus um, and along with that then you you, you want to think about when you are trying to focus on hypertrophy, what do I actually want to hypertrophy? You know, so it might be, if you look at the, the overall analysis of, of strongman, like you're going to need very strong legs. You're going to need a very strong back. Um, you're going to need pretty strong shoulders. And you, you want to look at what's my weak point currently, you know, what lifts am I just not performing well on? Because if you're able to specialize in building more muscle in those areas specifically, and then transferring that over to strongman and strength specific training, that's going to lead to a much better outcome than just having a shotgun approach of following like a random bodybuilding program. Okay. You don't need to be spending like loads of time doing different angles of like bicep curls and tricep press downs, probably not very high yield. Um, so focus on the things that are going to be of most benefit to you, especially when your hypertrophy work is somewhat limited because you have to keep in the skill of the strongman work at the same time. Yeah. hundred percent. I don't really have anything else to add to that. Just that strongmen generally do need to be, uh, bigger big boys bigger. yeah you know now obviously a lot of that is you're looking at enhanced strongman yes um but it is what it is you know generally speaking even in the natural kind of ranks bigger is better <laughs> um so yeah um we did touch on the throughout so i don't think we need to go over it again but doing event work like you just need to factor it into your training it's skill specific stuff you know you need to get better at the skill of the specific events now the unfortunate thing is sometimes you're not going to know what the events are you know if you have a local competition you probably know more so what the events are going to be they'll announce it ahead of time whatever but even in that case it might only be you know a handful of weeks before the event you know you might not have thought about oh when am i going to compete whatever like you might not be able to train across the year in an event specific way you know like you would like in an ideal world in like a sporting context being like okay well i know i'm going to be training for this event in whatever august and i'm able to train now for the entire year up to then with these specific events in mind that would be fantastic you're not generally afforded that um so you just have to train in a more generalizable way, you know, you're like, okay, well, what events have come up previously in those kind of competitions uh, or in that area or whatever. So you're like, okay, well, I know they have access to these lifts. So it probably makes sense to do something similar to that because different federations, different like uh, events will have like preferred kind of lifts where they'll be like, right, well, we often like a, you know, a, a deadlift variation for max reps, you know, across a minute or whatever it is, you know, and some other ones will just have different. So, you know, you can build up a better picture, but you're still at a disadvantage very often over a longer period of time of knowing what specific events you're going to be training for. So you just have to get good at all of them, <laughs> um, which is unfortunate because that's very hard to do in a very specific manner like how much time do you uh, allot to every single one of these what's the likelihood of each of these coming up right and um, so that it's just it's just hard and again it's also hard logistically because your gym may not have access to these various things you might not have access to like 
Atlas stones or, you know, whatever it is, you know, so you might have to do just, okay, well, I have to do an event day, one day per week and travel two hours to get to that place. You know, it just is what it is. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, you can also do it, what, what some people do where they just total makeshift stuff, you know, in their, in their house, in their backyard, you know, you come up with some sort of stuff. Um, <clears throat> that is an option. Uh, but yeah, that brings us to another area that I already mentioned previously, but it does, it does bear repeating and that's the area of, of prehab and rehab. So deal with these things early. That's the, the best thing I can say. Um, don't keep hammering the same lifts if they're causing you issues, especially in a sport like strongman where you have the option to focus on other things. Okay. If you're far out from competition and you know that in your last competition season, your shoulders kept giving you trouble, your back was fine, your legs were fine or vice versa. You can focus more on, you know, building up volume, building up maximum strength on those exercises where you're not really, you know, prohibited much at the moment, but then on the exercises where you're constantly getting pain, constantly getting niggles, pull back the volume a little bit, pull back the intensity work a little bit, might need to do some specific shoulder strengthening. Maybe you do some rotator cuff work. You might add in more lateral raises, more specific shoulder strengthening before you move back to the heavier weights. That's something that you do have the luxury of doing, especially in an off season period. And especially when you have so much variety in your training that you can focus on other things. So as I said, deal with them early is the best way of doing that because especially as you come towards competition, it's going to be very difficult to avoid loading those areas. You know, if it's your lower back, most lifts are going to involve your lower back. Like it's going to be very difficult to avoid that. Whereas if you do it really far out from competition, you can focus more on your pressing. You could focus more on chest supported role um, variations. You could focus more on the um, aerobic conditioning side of things so that you have a fantastic engine when you do come back to your maximal lifting. So there's lots you can still work at and dealing with them early is just the best thing you can do. Yeah. And I also just on top of that, which, you know, very much, uh, factors into that is just learning this kind of like auto regulatory approach yeah. like having an auto regulation component built into your training that's uh, in my experience at least um is key for preventing injuries now again something like strongman especially if you're doing event specific work like little injuries are going to happen it's the nature of any sport like you know we do jujitsu you just get little niggles, you know, you can be, Oh, I'll tap early and I'll tap often or any of these different things that people try to do to avoid any like significant injuries, but they're still going to happen. You're still going to get little things like, you know, and that's the same with strongman, right? So you can bring in an auto regulatory approach. And what I mean by that is having an understanding of what's required on that day. Like what adaptations are you trying to elicit? You know, is it like, okay, well, the general framework is I want to be, you know, whatever, three reps from failure for this lift, right? And you go in, you're sleep deprived, your fucking girlfriend broke up with you, whatever. You're, there's a lot of shit going on in your life. You don't have to do the, you know, a month ago you did whatever, fucking 140 kilos for five reps and that was three reps from failure right and this week you're like okay well i'm gonna go in and i'm gonna try to get 145 but you've all this extra life stress you've all this lack of sleep you've got all this fucking whatever right like that's probably not what you're capable of on the day or if you are able to do it it's just going to take more out of you right so if you know okay well that was three reps from failure i want to be somewhere in and around three reps from failure i'm just going to see what's possible in you know what feels good for something like three reps from failure that might be 120 kilos today you know that's fine that's perfectly okay it's just that's what you're capable of on the day you might also notice that like okay well actually i'm progressing a lot faster than this program 
says that I should be progressing. And if the goal is to be roughly like whatever, three reps from failure, two reps from failure, whatever it is. And you're like, well, it's saying, oh, increase the weight like arbitrarily by 2.5 kilos. And you're like, oh, man, I'm about 10 kilos stronger <laughs> this week. You know, like if it's there, go for it. You know, obviously that has to still be uh, with the overall trend of the program in mind, because most people, when they're like, oh yeah, it's definitely, oh, it's definitely there. The strength improvements are definitely there. And they're supposed to be getting like eight reps. They'll be like, oh, well, I only got six reps uh, on this one. Um, but like, it's fine. And then next week it's like, oh, I only got five reps on this one. It's like, you're supposed to be doing an eight rep set, an eight rep set with three reps in the tank. You know, if you're failing at five reps, you didn't even get to eight reps, right? First of all, and you definitely are not keeping three reps in the tank here, you know? So you do have to be aware of that it is that kind of natural human tendency to be like, yeah, oh man, let's progress, progress, progress. Even though you've actually started to deviate away from the exact uh, training modality or the exact like loading parameters that we want. And that happens very often. It's just, it just, it's part of the game. Absolutely. And that brings us to the final component that's important to think about for training, which is cardio. And this is a, uh... I, this has a, a bit more of a specific component than some of the other discussions we've had so far, because what you need is you need aerobic adaptations, but you also need to have some anaerobic power and you can train this in, in multiple different ways. So anaerobic training is an interesting topic because if you're doing like a set of 12 on deadlifts, let's say, or even a set of a set of one, like they're, they're anaerobically demanding activities. As you move towards the higher rep set where you, the higher reps that's where you start to feel that burn that's when you're starting to enter um the period of time where you're having difficulty clearing acidosis difficulty clearing fatigue your muscle function is going to be starting to decline and um, we typically would call that um lactic okay it's just for simplicity's sake we call that something like a lactic interval um where you are getting a large accumulation of lactate um secondary to the increase in acidosis within the muscle so that's something that does become um, important on those higher rep sets, especially if you're doing like something for time. But that doesn't mean that you just have to focus on like just the lift itself. You could complement your strength performance by doing something like uh, hard intervals, for example. So if you're doing hard intervals on an assault bike, you're getting more uh, anaerobic adaptations along with your aerobic work that will then carry over to something like uh, max squat in a minute, you know, uh, carries max deadlift in a minute, etc. where you have to take your strength, move it towards the endurance end of the spectrum and bring, bring in those anaerobic contributions. Okay. So, so having intervals in your training is important. Having uh, aerobic training as your absolute base is important. And what I would do is because strong man can be so tough in the body, I would just have like a high volume of like the kind of zone two low to moderate intensity cardio that's in there on a consistent basis. So you're constantly just ticking over with the aerobic engine, and then you can make it more specific depending on uh, the events that you're working on. So, you know, if you need to be spending a lot of time on your feet, doing a lot of carries, for example, you want that to be part of your training that may be aerobic. It may be dipping into the anaerobic energy systems. That's not too important. Once you just have this general base of I'm covering my cardio with large volumes of aerobic work, smaller volumes of anaerobic work. And then I translate that along with my strength strength towards the events themselves. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think uh, this is one of those things that you also have to be specific to your needs. Like you might just have phenomenal gas tank, you know, it's just yeah. like go all day. This is no problem. I used to be, I don't know, like a, a football player, you know, it's like 
I just, my fitness is just next level already. You know, you can probably dedicate less time to that and you maybe need to dedicate more time to strength or something, right? So keep that in mind. But also very often people find it difficult to be specific in terms of what adaptations they actually need to work on. Because let's say, for example, you find that your your body just kind of like, you know, again, just kind of uh, fatigues across a day, like you're doing a competition day, right? And you're like, oh, well, I just feel like I couldn't get into that extra gear. So you might think of that as going like, okay, well, I really need to work on my anaerobic fitness, you know, and that might be the case. But very often the case uh, is actually that your aerobic capacity is quite low and you're not actually able to recover fast enough in between events, you know, and that's the aerobic system that you need to work on, right? Because the aerobic system is what's restocking effectively the anaerobic system, right? So you have to be specific, but it can be quite hard to identify what you actually need to work on. So again, shotgun approach here, you need to work on everything, (laughs) you know, and that'll generally mean you know, you're going to need to do a baseline level of aerobic conditioning. You know, I often tell uh, like any or say it to strongman people and like just do some like very low intensity aerobic stuff. Do it on like a, a cross trainer, very low impact on the body. You're getting some upper body contribution as well. You're getting like total body blood flow. Obviously, you're getting total body blood flow with everything. But you know what I mean? Like you're getting more blood flow to the upper body as well. And um, so that can be really good. It's not fatiguing. Yes, it takes time, but it can be really helpful in terms of improving your overall endurance, improving your overall uh, cardiovascular capacity, you know, and um, then depending on how much event specific work you are doing and how we'll say hard your uh, resistance training is, especially if it gets into like higher rep ranges where you are getting significant like acidosis, you know, you're really feeling that kind of lactate in the system or hydrogen ions in the system. Um, You can then maybe layer on some more anaerobic specific conditioning, you know, but it's one of those things where you have to weigh up how much event specific work am I doing? How much like really hard, like we'll say moderate to higher rep sets am I doing? And then you need to decide how much anaerobic like specific conditioning you bring in because the the kind of thinking uh, with a lot of people is oh well the anaerobic stuff that's what my events are the event lasts 20 seconds or you know 60 seconds even or whatever so why would i ever do like you know 45 minutes of aerobic cardio when i could just do you know a 20 minute session and get like 10 sprints in in that time you know and yeah that's uh, somewhat correct and you will definitely see fitness improvements from that but you're also going to see your body get beaten the fuck up (laughs) as a result right so if you had unlimited uh recovery um then yeah maybe we could bring in some more anaerobic work we might not get all the aerobic adaptations that we want but you know you're still going to see improvements and this is often why people actually you know turn to steroids because they just want to have unbelievable recovery it's not actually for the strength improvements it's not actually for the increases in muscle mass it's generally especially in an an athlete or a sporting context like it's generally so they can just train more you know it's just generally so they can be recovered that they train three times a day and it's just it's fine no factor their body's just able for it you know Um, and that's something that you know very often people don't factor in they look at some athlete and they're they're not the terror the, the stereotypical like uh 
roided up like jacked out of their mind person they're like well how is he on steroids like you know lance armstrong for example you know and it's like yeah he just he he was using them for recovery you know like he was using them so he could train multiple multiple hours per week you know yep absolutely so um i think that paddy's message was basically start taking steroids and everything will be fine <laughs> Or don't. Uh, we do not condone the use of anabolic steroids. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Usual disclaimer. Anyway, um, that concludes this podcast. So now you are your strongest self. You're ready for your first strongman competition. Um, some, some of you may actually like just be listening to this and you, you still might take away useful principles, even if you're not interested in strongman. Like I use some of these principles myself. You'll see in the next episode, we talk about combat sports that there's actually such a crossover here in terms of the general generalizability of these principles. And that's hopefully something you're getting from this, this series generally is that if, if you're a trainer, you just need to have a grasp on the basic concepts, basic principles of strength and conditioning, and you'll be able to coach a wide range of people. So with that said, if you'd like help with your own goals, uh, we do have coaching spaces available at Triad. So our expert coaching team can help you with your goals, whether they be related to strength, hypertrophy, um, just improving your physique, losing body fat, overcoming an injury, and so on. Okay, we coach a broad range of clients. And if you'd like help with your goals, you can pop your information into the link below and we'll be back to you ASAP. We do also have a nutrition coaching certification, which is closing. This, oh no, it's, it's closed. Yeah, it'll actually be closed because this is next week. So sorry, guys, if you were waiting to get on the nutrition cert, that's closed until at uh, the end of the year so sorry if you missed out but we do have lots of other free info that we're putting out so we have our newsletter which goes out weekly you can subscribe to that below you can follow along with triage on youtube where we post our longer form content our more detailed content at least three new videos every single week going on to the channel the channel is growing we're getting great feedback so make sure that you're there if you subscribe click the bell for the notifications like the videos drop the comments it really does help our channel grow, which is really, really appreciated. We have a lot of content on our social media as well. And the good thing is that the content you get in the email versus the content you get in the social media versus the YouTube, it's all a little bit different. So you can keep learning. So subscribe or follow on Instagram. You can follow us on TikTok. You can follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. Little bits and bobs everywhere. Make sure that you're followed and you'll keep up with everything that we're doing. I don't know about that. So uh, we'll see you in the next one, guys.